Hey, Shalom, Yahweh Bahashem, Yahweh Shah Barakatha to the Akim. Shalom, Yahweh Shamar Ilatam Bahashem, Yahweh Shah to the Akwatim. It's another episode of Word to the Unwise podcast. I couldn't help but notice your pain. My pain? It runs deep. Share it with me. Well, this show will be on the contrary of other shows. We're going to talk about the resurrection of these brothers in the ISUPK, the Israelite School of Universal Practical Knowledge, if you didn't know what we represented. And we got with us the mighty priest and officer, Mashah. Go ahead, Mashah, introduce yourself up. Officer Mashah coming to the other ISUPK Detroit. But yeah, okay. So this 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 mighty man here, man, is one of my uh personally least favorite. Uh no, nah, that's one of my uh one of the brothers that's nearest and dearest to me. Uh went through Hebrew Academy with with me. I just don't know nothing about that. Uh <laughs> <laughs> You earned them covers together, man. Battled in the field with his brother. He didn't quit on me. He didn't leave. He didn't stop. Slammed me a couple times, you know, but we kept the brotherhood strong, even though, you know, I wanted to get him back a couple times, and I might have. The brother has nails of steel, sharp metal. They're like shards of glass. You go home every day and got to soak your hands in alcohol and peroxide because he didn't cut you up. He liked the Wolverine. But we're going to get on with this interview because I know him, but we want y'all to know him and understand him. We might understand him a little bit more. So, Mashad, tell us, what brought you into the truth? Like, what led you here? Like, what was the day that you heard it, seen it, felt it, understood it, and followed it? 2017. Uh, that summer, I had been all my life, you know, from a teenager, kind of blackly black. Uh, in and off and stuff like that. And then a sister I know that happened not to be in the truth came to me and said, have you ever read Deuteronomy 28? I was sitting over there just minding my business. She came by. She said, I'm just wondering. She said, somebody told me about this. Have you ever read Deuteronomy 28? And when I read Deuteronomy 28, particularly uh, 15th verse going all the way down to the uh, 68th verse, it just seemed that I could see Negroes today in those scriptures. Everything I read from the 15th verse down was like, that's how we live today. And that, and and then I got on uh, the internet and started looking for who was the who was the real Israelites. You see, because when you, because I figured I said I'm an Israelite now, I gotta find where my people at. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I got on the internet after that looking for my people, and I ran across a few groups, and they had these nice, sweet, Christian-looking shows, and then uh, <clears throat> I ran across this fella that was standing over in the Eastern Market going off on some people, going off. I mean, he was going in. And I'm listening, and they cussed and stuff, too. I, what? What's going on here? And then I listened to the content of what he was saying, and he was saying... <clears throat> Well, and that's Captain LeBron, by the way. He was saying what I had come to understand, or at least I thought what I understood, Deuteronomy 28, uh, 15 through 
uh, 68 uh, was having to say. I mean, the other folks, the reason I couldn't follow them because it seemed like they were so soft. Uh, it was like everybody's going to get to go to heaven and now everything's going to get dory. But I was still kind of mad. So, and that's because of the way I grew up. But here this brother was talking a talk like they going into slavery. I'm like, okay, I like that. You know, that the, the white man yeah, going into like slavery. Right, right. Oh, I was disagreeing with the brother. He was saying, um, they were saying they was gonna take the, uh, the scripture where he says, "He who leads a man to slavery shall go into slavery." I said, I'm, I, "I heard that too, and was with that shit." But he he didn't say what I thought he was gonna say. Ain't nobody said what I thought they was gonna say. What what, what caught my attention? But I ain't gonna say it just yet, man. I, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it to myself until we, you know, find somebody else to say it. I'm gonna tell you what it is to watch after he leave. But yeah. Um, that's amazing, man, how you came in. And then they, they shocked that you came in and did what you did at your age. You want to tell them your age? I'm 63 now. 63 now. How old you? How old were you when you, when you went through Hebrew Academy? Yeah, 2018. 2018, we graduated. 59. So 17 to 18, I think. I think we graduated in 18, mm -hmm. so I started off, I was like 50, 58, I probably turned 59 while we was going through 58, that. 59, you had niggas that was 20 quitting, 20 making excuses, 24 couldn't hang, and this brother ran through, through the trials like he was fucking 30. I say 30 because I think I, was, I might have been around 30. I don't know, whatever. But yeah, man, can you hear me, Elijah? Yeah, his brother don't give no facial expressions. He don't laugh. You, he should be on Shamar, man. This brother right here. <laughs> but yeah, um, that was cool. And so I would, I would have to ask, what would be your most trying times since you've been on The most trying times that you had. I don't know. I can't. I can't. I can't say. In ISUPK, the thing is, you you're remade. You 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 have to be born again, or this school will spit you out. You can't you can't come into school and stay the same person. So we grow, and when we have failures, we go to a thing called counsel, and it raises us up. Sometimes it it costs, and so it's been one of them times that I found to be kind of trying, but it was on me. Uh, what it did was help make me a stronger person. It, you know, they, they tell folks back in the day, we used to tell the kids, oh, you're just having growing pain. Yeah. And so you do go through growing pains here in the ISUPK. Uh, Are you able to give us details or no? No, nah, I'd rather not. You'd rather not, okay, no sweat with that, man. Sometimes it, it's like that. And you give blood, sweat, and tears in this thing, man. We don't want to pressure nobody into saying anything or giving any information they'd rather not give. You know what I'm saying? So with that, I'm gonna say, what what was your most glorious moment? Wow, it's been so many. Yeah, uh, just you glory. had to pick one to talk about. I had to pick one to talk about. It would be the first time. I still stood up on that podium over there, grassing in eight mile. 
the very first time I stood up there, I didn't know how I was doing. I had passed my officer's test. I've been studying the officer's test, and I didn't know if I was ready to go. I was kind of scared. Then when I stood up there, everything just came out kind of natural. It just came out kind of natural. And so I was, I was, I was, to me, that was the most glorious. It was the most humbling, too. That's what's up, man. So that's Mashaw, man. That's that's my main man, Mashaw, right there. In a nutshell, and his um, some of his, a few, a very small few of his uh experiences in the Highlands. And if you can say anything to the people listening, just it, one thing that they should understand about the UPK that you think they might have confused or might not quite understand. Might not quite understand. Yeah, just some things you might have noticed with pedestrians or people, period. That the UPK is, in fact, the home of the truth. And we say that because it's true, not because we're trying to compete with anybody. Um, when you compare us with any, with, with any other religious organization out there, we're not a religious organization, but if you put us against them, you're going to find that none can stand. None can stand. If you dare want to learn and study and look at the Bible, what it actually says, the only people you're going to find teaching the truth is the ISUPK. All right, man. Well, we're going to say shalom to you. I don't want to hold you up too bad. Yes, 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 uh, yes, oh, wait. Yes, uh, you want questions? Shalaki, if I may, Mashad. Before you go, can I just ask you one quick question? Come on, come. Um, you said that you noticed a, a lot of different types of groups. What was the difference between those versus the ISUPK that stuck out to you? The difference was that all of them got to a point that they acquiesced to the oppressor. They weren't militant enough. They didn't have the. They didn't say he did. Killed with the sword must be killed with the sword. They didn't teach that. They wanted us to be peaceful and uh, learn Hebrew and be all sweet. No, 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 no. They they weren't. They they all sound Christian. They sound like they just uh, imitation of a Christian preacher with uh, with some Hebrew knowledge. That's it. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, that was it, sir. Me, man. So, um, how, how, how is multiple wives, man? Is it what everybody thinks? Multiple wives. I love my wives, right? Uh, but they're human beings. They went, they're women. You know, um, <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not as crazy as folks who don't live the life uh, make it out to be. Neither is it as easy as some people think it is, you know. Right. They, they are human beings and it's just like any other family, any other marriage. Uh, we only look weird because uh, we the European has sold our people a bill of goods on this monogamy stuff, right. you see. And so all the people have already been raised up in that, that's all they know. So when they see me with two wives, I look strange, right. you see. and. But pretty soon, the scriptures have all been coming true. So we are living in, uh, what's the Isaiah 3, in that day, Isaiah 4, in that day. We're living in that day, uh, which, which where the scripture talk about uh, a man having multiple wives. 
will come to right. And that they will come to him. He ain't got to look for them. They're going to come to him. You see? And so, I mean, yeah. I got, I only, I have two right now. I got two. Elijah got seven of them. So, like, I don't know. I don't know how many ribs you got. I'm just talking. I don't want this brother to be beat up the next time I see him. <laughs> All right, man. You know, you can stick around for the next guest. If not, man. We appreciate you for hanging out. You can always hang out with us. Oh, yeah, man. We over here having a good little uh, time, man. I wish I could show you all that, but I ain't got the camera on. Uh, just send in somebody. Just let them know. So you will be... Shalom, y'all. You'll be the first one, whoever you send in, to be the second one. Yeah, man. I'm surprised you asked a question. I was shocked. I was ready to let them go. <laughs> yeah, man, I wish you could have came out, man. Get some of this. Uh, oh, man, send one of the losers in, man. Me, me and Michelle, we forgot to tell y'all, man, we just bust um, Katab and Kapan head and some horseshoes. Dang. Yeah, you know, all I do is win. Ah, the slaughter jaw and horseshoes. Yeah, me and Michelle had the whole game working, too. I'm going to tell you the game plan. I'll tell anybody else. He, he throw them down. Get the points. I throw him back down so he can keep throwing them down to get the points. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I was playing like point guard in that boy. You know what I'm saying? So that's how we work. That's how we work as a team. That was one body. You know what I'm saying? I was the arms who who passed, and he, you know, he did the rest. He did what he could do. He scored. We, what we stopped. Uh, I think Capone quit at uh, 13 points. My shot scored 13, but I had 13 assists, so that's all that matters. <laughs> Speaking of, man, we got Kapan right here. Mighty Warrior and the ISGPK. Shalom, Israel. Yeah, man, got my boy in here real quick, real quick. Let me go see if we can get some personality out of him. Don't worry, man. You don't, 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 yeah, you do look, but they're not going to see it, though. It's because of the filter. I, I, I look like that, too. It's because of the filter, but they're not going to see it. It's just, it's just the voice, so don't worry about it. We just do the background for effects and make me uh, it make me feel more UPK ish. You see a wise, he do that for no reason. That's how he takes showers, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame it's on and everything. Yeah, so Elijah's first question was about the loss in her horseshoes. Tell us about that first. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just saying let the composer get a win. <laughs> That's all, that's all I was about. We let, we let them brothers get a win. It was like 15 to 3. Might have been 15 to 3 was the score. I don't really remember. It was something like that, man. Them brothers scored three points, though. I had uh, 15 assists, I think. Something like that. 15 assists, zero points. That's all that matters, man. Hey, did y'all have the big shoes or the smaller one? I don't know. Well, I don't know. They look normalized to me. Yeah, they went the bulky ones. Uh, y'all have got, I'd have killed y'all with them. Yeah, it's like 40. I thought it was 45. Something like that. Man, 40, 45 feet, whichever one. Yeah, we weren't used to that, man. I'm just a natural athlete, so I play whatever. But yeah, man, let's get off into the more important stuff. Before you was UPK, man, what were you? Before you died and became became um what's the word i'm looking for refined that's the fine euphrasis of gold well I, well, I, I, that's okay. 
Yeah. Hold on, wait, Swaggy. Refined as a fine goal of Euphrates. Hawaja was going to let me say that wrong. Because he can't get no brotherhood. Mm. I was still reading the Bible, so I did. I didn't ever um, let the Bible go, but I let the Christian Church go. I was done with the Christian Church for about maybe two years, but you know, I, I used to like you know watch um, I still used to sort of like watch on YouTube like the Christian versus Muslim type of debates and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then you know, as I ended up coming across the truth, um, just on YouTube, I was just um, really um, watching Christian debates, and then stumbled up on the debate between the um. Is either Christian or Israelite or um, uh, Israelite and um, one of those, um, what you Blackity call them? Blacks. One of them Blackity Blacks. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I asked. Yeah, that, that's how it happened, though. Um, before I came into the truth, I was just, I was always on the side of the Bible. So when I watched those type of debates, I was rooting for whoever was reading from the Bible, whether they was Christian or whatever. I didn't really, I was, I knew, I knew it was um, a bunch of hypocrisy. In the, in the in the Christian church, but in the debates, you know, they um they at least talk talk seem like they knew what they was uh, talking about. All right, yeah. See me, I mean, I was completely turned away from the scriptures, man. What about you, Awaji? Uh, okay, yeah, I was completely turned away from the Bible, man. Then uh, growing up, you know, we became Muslim, and I the Quran was in Arabic. I understand that the English side, I can care less about. And it was just too uptight, man. There's a lot of personal issues I had with it. Uh, how they um how they do their members, you know what I'm saying? I me personally didn't like, you know what I'm saying? It, but it ain't about me, man. It's about about uh the officer here. And um yeah, just go ahead and answer, just let them know you doing the interview right about now. But yeah, man. And um another thing, man, I wanted to ask them. Oh, that might be Mashal's phone. I thought that was your phone, so like that's why I said to answer. And you gotta put the earbuds in. But um, yeah, man. So coming into the truth, what has been your most trying times? The hardest thing to shed yourself of. One sec, he gotta uh, shoot around real quick. But yeah, man, we got to know. I, I want to see what, what troubled these brothers. I know what mine was. I want to see how many other people had it. Mine was the chronic. Oh, let me tell you. I'm going to tell you. I, mean, I can't tell you. Yeah, I'm going to wait. I forgot to tell you my uh, response. I'm going to wait till we ask the brother and see what he say. But yeah, uh, what was your most trying times? Before I came into the truth. Coming into the truth. Sharing yourself with the world. Because it's like I, when, I was, when I was watching on YouTube, mm-hmm. I agree with everything. Every, every and, and plus too, um, I wasn't the type when I was in the Christian church. I wasn't the type to be a hypocrite, right? So I, I mean, like I, I wasn't really into nothing. Like I couldn't let go. Because you know, I read the Bible for myself when I was in the Christian church. I didn't just rely on what the, t- what, the what the preacher would tell me. So it really wasn't nothing I really had to let go because everything that 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 um that I done that I did with thought was wrong in the Christian church. Turned out to be really wrong. Turned up not not not. I don't know, man. 
How can I put it? The, tran the transition for me was easy. I mean, I, I can't, I, it just wasn't hard. You just was naturally UPK. No, no, no. Okay, I, I, okay. I can't, I can't say this though. Um, it ain't got nothing to do with the Bible though. I mean, actually, I'm, I'm gonna say nothing to do with the Bible, but it's just you. Well, what was yeah, it? It probably be like the um, you know, um, I, I, I don't want to make it seem like I had a problem with the ranking order system, but but just like, just like to the extent of it, like um. Like like when I first learned learned what the word auto line mean, like I have no problem calling somebody sir, but like calling somebody Lord, you know that that that's that kind of like you know. You know what's funny, man? This is how we run body. When when I just do a class and I said I broke down that Lord thing, what was what was we doing? I went over Lord. Oh, matter of fact, that was just a class I had to uh, cover up for Cap on Thursday. You know what I'm saying? I said a lot of people had an issue with that Lord thing. Me coming in had an issue with that too. And I found out without a woman, I'm like, wait, so you gotta call him Lord? That don't make sense. But then you find out that Lord, Sire, and you start to understand those medieval times, sure. they would say Lord, like, yes, my Lord. It just means sir or sire or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It just means they over you, you know what I'm saying? Or in charge or, you know, at a higher rank or power. Once you take that Christianity off of it, then right. you get a better understanding. All right, right. My, my main issue was, but um, because I, I know the story about um, I'll say called Abraham Lord. I'm like, you know, like this is something that woman would say to her husband, right? So that that that's that's kind of issue I had with it. Like, that sounds like something that a woman should say to her husband. I, that, that's that's the only issue I had with it. Okay, so uh, the next question, yeah, I think, was you know, you just jump right in. So the next question is this. What is the one thing that captured your eye or the one scripture or the one video or something you've seen on the video that just captured you and you were just captivated? You had to be a part of this truth. Because like it, it was undeniable. That made me like and everything else, you know, after that. You know, once once I agree with Deuteronomy chapter twenty eight, like there's nobody else but us. It, it made it so much easier for everything else. Like when I heard John three sixteen broke down, like okay, yeah, that's that's I see no contradiction. Like every every breakdown, I saw the contradiction in Christianity. I didn't see a contradiction in um, you know, the one West breakdown. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was definitely Deuteronomy twenty eight because like. It's like it's like you can't deny it. Like if you if you if you don't if you if you, if somebody break Deuteronomy twenty eight down to you and you still deny it, the Most High just don't want you in the truth because it's, it's not for you. You might not be an Israelite if you can't. Oh, it's explicit show as well. It's like YouTube and shit. But uh, Elijah, he just don't talk at all, so don't worry about it. Be, be like me now. But yeah, that it was definitely Deuteronomy chapter 28. It's like that's like it's like Um I, it, it, it would it would be the um 
the, 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 the one that said these curses that be upon you for a sign and for a wonder. Because I'm like, it had to be that one because like every curse, it didn't apply to nobody, but you know, who, 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 who we call the Black Hispanics and Native Americans. It's like, it's like, it's like that. That's what that's what made me like believe. Like, like it, it made me not think that they was trying to stretch it to prove their own point. Wow. It's like, like, it, it have to, like it's real simple and plain. Have to do no stretching. Like you have to um, like like it had to be a far stretch to to make this point. It's like it was just like straight straight to the point. Damn right, man. Damn right. I'm gonna say this now. If you had to tell the listeners one thing that you would want them to understand about the UPK and why they should be in this truth, it's helping their people, what would it be? Really, I mean, the only thing I'd say is the truth. It's like, it's, it's the absolute truth. And, and if you compare it to Christianity, it's... You, you can see, because like, when, when, you don't, when you don't know the truth, right, you think Christianity is the truth, but when you know the truth, you see how false Christianity is. I, I didn't know how false Christianity was until I learned the truth. So, like, you know, learn the truth, and then you it open your eyes to, to how how wicked Christianity is. People are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. This brother is gaining that knowledge. He is no longer destroyed, man. Only thing I say is destroyed is because he wearing that lion shirt, and we know they never win. Yeah. All home, right. team, home team, though. Home team. Uh, Don't disrespect my team, now. Uh, brother, you, you think that's your team, brother? It's a white man's team, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you can stick around if you want to. We can get another guest. You can sit in there. It's locked, it. sir. If I may, just ask Capone. Oh, he got two. There we go. There we go. Okay. Step it up then, brother. Go ahead. If I may, Capone, I'll just ask you one quick question, Warrior. Can you hear me? Kind of on kind. Um... You said earlier you had left Christianity about two years before you knew anything about the truth. What were, your, what were your specific reasons for leaving Christianity? Damn, that's an easy question. <laughs> Man, like some of the, some of the most wicked women on earth are in the Christian church. And, and like the ones who be dancing around and shouting and rolling all over the floor, be the same ones who be home the night before. Yeah. And like, and I knew some of these women personally, and I would see them in church, like dancing around, running in. I'm like, I, I, I never did that. I used to look at that. I, I used to think maybe God didn't just wasn't with me. Cause I'm like, I never felt the feeling to make me want to run around the Christian church. I never once ever, ever did that. But I used to watch people do it. I'm like, why, 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 why? I used to wonder why I don't get this feeling. Yeah. But then I, I figured out like, it's all, it's all fake. It's, it's not real. It's like, I never got that feeling man. and I wasn't about to fake it like because they got to be faking it because like God is not making you feel that way. It might be Satan making you feel that way, but not the most high making you feel that way. So, so that, that's the thing with me. I'm like, this can't be real. People running around, shouting and rolling on the floor. I'm like, that can't be real because I'm like, I mean, I wasn't the most most righteous person, but I know I'm more righteous than everybody, just about everybody in the church I was going to. I'm like, if they can get the feeling, why can't I? Right. Right. 
I just gotta do this one time for Kodash because I know he gonna hate on it. I couldn't help but notice your pain. My pain. It runs deep. Share it with me. All right, so first things first, in your experience, what what exactly, uh, Roger, make sure you let us know if you can't hear him or something. 
Coming into the truth, what captivated you the most that, that hooked and reeled you into, into the ISUPK? Um, the masculinity of the UPK because and it's explicit show you can speak how you want to speak. I grabbed uh, I I grew up with my father. So um I grew up with my father and my stepmama. So I I learned a lot of stuff from my father, but after he passed, I was on my own and I really didn't let nobody tell me nothing about what to do or none of that. So I felt like I was my own man. I didn't really care about listening to nobody. And I wasn't stubborn. It's just I think I'm grown, right? Um, when, uh, let's see. Now, I would also always listen to people. I see poor people that's in the hood while everybody talking about them. I might hear their story or something or pay attention to something that they're doing and try to see where they're coming from instead of just uh, playing the knockout game with some of our older people in the hood. So I was that type of person. Um, what else? So when I was younger, just a backstory. When I was younger, um, what happened? When I was younger, they showed a slave movie in the kindergarten class showed uh, rules. So I'm looking at rules and looking at this white teacher and I think I said something to that white teacher and cussed her out or something and ran out of the class. I don't know what I did. I said something. I know I said something about that racism that I seen on that TV. So after that, I ended up going to church when I was about five or seven years old and seeing a bunch of black people jumping around and squirming all over the floor for white Jesus. So I'm like, I'm looking at all these grown people like these people are stupid. We just got out of slavery. I just seen that, that we was in slavery at a time. Now we out. Why is these grown black people worshiping black, uh, white Jesus? It's a big, giant life-size picture of white Jesus right uh, above the damn cross. And then the pre preacher's podium is like right here under that. So everybody jumping around. So after seeing all that, I'm like, I don't want to read no damn Bible. They brainwashing these damn people. So later on down the line, here go another story. I'm explaining something right now about when the Lord say, I form you in the womb, the Lord say, I formed you in the womb. So it's stuff that the Lord brought you to, to get you to the point of being a prophet of the Lord. He always had you and always was teaching you and showing you and preserving you for this truth, the man that's up in his truth. So after I seen that white Jesus and already had in my mind, I, w I didn't give a damn, give an F about church, right? No, I'm going to say F. General Muhammad say F. So I didn't give a F about church, right? So one day it was raining, and I said, I, I mean, it wasn't raining. I said, God, if you love me, let it rain. It rained immediately. That's another little instance, right? Then um, 
I seen a boy, this was probably about 19 or 20. I seen a boy, this one I was reading a bunch of books. I had got out of high school reading, thinking, grow rich, all type of crazy ass books. The secret, the law of attraction, the 48 laws of power, all that. Anything somebody tried to tell me about some philosophy that they got, I done already read it and practiced it. So I'm reading those books. And at the time I'm reading those books, I see some boy with a Jesus sign talking about, your heart is deceitful. And in my head, I'm like, your heart is deceitful. This is some of that manipulative shit. Yo, how the hell are you going to tell me my heart is deceived? Get that crap out of here. He was holding the damn sign up in the street. That really turned me off from the Bible. My auntie came in the house talking about the uh, talking about God, not the Bible. Talking about how God is going to do this and do that. At the time, I'm reading all these books. I'm like, man, get the hell out of here. This is how you live life. Law of attraction. Use the chakra. And all of that, right? After arguing with her, I say to myself and talk to God, I say, God, I ain't going to truly deny Jesus Christ because I don't know who the hell he is. I don't know who. I know he ain't white. And so I asked God that day when I was about 21 years old, I said, can you show me the truth about Jesus? Now, I could have made a dumbass decision and just said, man, I ain't learned. I don't want to learn nothing about that. But since in my mind, I knew he wasn't white and I knew that that picture was false. I asked God to show me the truth about Jesus. Come to find out years down the line, probably five years later, when I was about 25 or 26, I'm sitting in my friend basement smoking weed. And then I see a picture, a, a video on the Internet with Captain Mashak blazing deep on him. He down there telling them, uh, Captain Mashak and Captain Malquad, I was flicking back and forth. I seen those other groups. I never watched IUIC, but I seen a few other groups. They started talking about raping people, started letting white people in their congregation. I didn't pay attention to it. So at this time, now I'm hooked on the UBK, but I ain't in the UBK. I see, I see uh, Captain, uh, Captain Malquad say, yeah, Jesus is black. Pull that scripture out. They pulled out the scripture, Revelations 1, verse 13, and rung in my head. It was like a ring, like a damn cell phone. I said, hold on. Now I got to reread this Bible because they just described Jesus as black with the scripture. Now, every, the regular times, people is, oh, man, Jesus is black. He grew up under the sun. Average simple black people, they just say Jesus black and they never have proof of it. They just come up with their own dumb theories. So when I heard these brothers pulling out the scripture, I started reading along as these prophets was dropping, as Captain Monquad and Captain Shark dropping this truth. And I said, and then... No, it was Captain Mashak, I think, that dropped all of that at first. When I seen Captain Monquad... Dropping that heavy, masculine, hardcore uh, delivery he got. I said, that day, I was like, I got street niggas up in this mug. I'm getting in the UBK, <laughs> After I seen my, Captain Mark Quiet that day, I was like, yeah, I'm getting. That was the decision that made me stop watching videos and get involved. 
Once I seen Captain Marquardt blazing them uh, fake Israelites on the streets and and, and and these Christians, I said, yeah, that I'm about to get with them. I made the phone call, found the number at the end of the video and came up in the truth. So, you know, and it's a developing thing. Captain Marquardt and Captain Mashak and Captain Tazariak fished me in, but Captain Labine in Detroit is the one that builded us up, you know, to be the people that we are today. It's the difference between when you get somebody in the building, but then you build them up. You can get in the building, but then somebody got to build you up. You see that? You got to get built in the building. <laughs> So that's what we've been working on. When you come into the truth, it's a building process. You can't just come in knowing everything. You used to be in This ain't your teaching moment, brother. Your brother been waiting to get on this podcast to teach me. Your most trying time since you coming into UPK. What was the most trying thing for you, what hardest you thing you right. You know when you're doing your 90 day process, when you um shedding yourself for the world. What was the hardest thing for you to shed of yourself? Um, forgiveness, forgiveness of uh, just forgiveness because my hardest thing with is is getting adapted to the brotherhood because I ain't never had no brothers. I'm the oldest. So me being the oldest of my family, I stayed out of a lot of trouble and I didn't deal with a lot of people. So it, the hardest thing for me to do is get involved with brothers and, and, and deal with brothers and stop being whatever I was doing. So that was the hardest thing, being outside of myself to thinking about other people, which I was already trained to do that a little bit with the books I had read. Okay learning how to deal with other people. So that that's really another thing. She wanna be Irish your mother. That was me, you seen that uh Southwest on Ryan and I was like, Shalala. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. You said so the hardest thing for you that was for you to shed yourself up was forgiveness. That's a new one. I don't know, I don't well no, I ain't gonna say forgiveness, but I'll say forgiveness uh, because the, the yeah the brotherhood because the brotherhood tells you to forgive it tells you to it's a structure of brotherhood without the laws in the brotherhood I would have been done had a fight or some crazy shit you know with a brother over a disagreement or something I don't think I I don't think I ever thought about fighting nobody in the school. I never have done that, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Without the brotherhood, I'll be worse than what I am right now. Right. You know, I'll be a scheme I'm talking about niggas be talking about finessing and all of that. I'm the king of all that if if I wasn't in the truth. No. Go on here. So um Academy, <coughs> I wasn't afraid. I never heard about Hebrew Academy before. I came into the school and jumped right in Hebrew Academy. I thought it was a part of the process of coming into the school. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I didn't think that. I thought that this is normal. We got to go through this. Let's get it over. Is what I was thinking. No point in your ass. No, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking, when is this going to be over with so I can go back to camp? Okay. You see what I'm saying? So if you was to let anybody know one thing about the UPK, if you think that they, you want everybody to understand, what would it be? You said if I wanted to let somebody know something about the UPK? Yeah, give them a, a better understanding about a certain thing. With, with all the Don't look at the roughness of us. The roughness is to protect you. Because this is the thing. This is what you need to learn about the UPK. Military people take time from their family and wives and all of that to protect the country from getting blown up and shot up and terrorist invasions, right? The UBK is protecting you spiritually, just like the U.S. Army protect America. The U.S. ISUBK is protecting you spiritually to keep you from getting involved in any of that death, physical death or spiritual death, which is your mind being taken over by the market of beef. So the UPK is fighting on a spiritual level that protects you physically and spiritually. The military is fighting on a carnal level that don't really protect you spiritually. It just halfway protects you uh, carnally. That, that it don't even protect you then. The militant scripture is the Lord is a man of hold on. Let me see. Was let me see. That ain't the one. The Lord waking up an exceeding army. Now that's Ezekiel. I got that in my note. I think, I think that's Ezekiel. No, you said, you said was, I gotta give it to him so they can read this. So, uh, Hold on, you asked me, ask me the scripture beginning. You asked me the scripture. No, no, this is Ezekiel 37 and 10. That, that's saying that the Lord is waking up an exceeding army. And what does that mean? You got to be a soldier. You can't talk about peace and love and all of that garbage. We're going to have peace and we ain't going to do nothing, but you got to be a soldier and behave yourself like a soldier when you come up into the body of the Lord. You can't be a silky dress pants wearing drum player. All right. You see that on my shirt? No cowards and no excuse. That's what you got to be. Damn right, sir. <laughs> you got anything else, Elijah? Um, just, just, just real quick, your sir, Baba Kashaw, if I may. Um, what would you say to somebody who is on the fence? He's watching videos. He's looking at like the different camps around uh, around on YouTube, and he's trying to make a choice as to what camp to join. What advice would you have for him? You know what my advice was? You're probably not meant to be in the truth because right. let me tell you something. The the scripture says something about the simplicity of Christ. If you're sitting up running around on the fence, not knowing what truth to get into, then it ain't meant for you to be in the truth. Because guess what? I asked you, BK, say that they've been doing this since 1969 every day. 
So if you look at the other groups, if you look at IUIC videos, they say they've been operating since 2003. So you should be able to add the map up and say 2003, 1969. It's, it's just simple. That's, that question is just like somebody saying, well, there's so many Bibles out here. Which one do you read? The one with the oldest date. You got the NIV version and the World English version. How about getting the 1611 KJ Bible? You got the oldest date. And here you got the oldest group. 1969. It's simple. Should nobody be on the fence about what they, how to get into the truth? And looking at all these groups and getting confused. God got us saying we've been operating since 1969. You shouldn't be getting with an Israelite group that came out in 2003. Yeah, right. And that's and that thing right there is what Right there with his hot chest. Right? <laughs> yeah, you can't breathe warm, you gotta be on fire. <laughs> they ain't gonna see it, they just gonna hear it. He's saying that he held up his hot chest. Yeah, man. Shalom, y'all. By Shem, y'all. Shalom, Barak Hey, but look, what's up, sis? You gonna come say something on the podcast? You want to come out and my daughter? You say that every time, man. Why you just bring her? Okay, let me introduce him, man. This Katab officer of five hundred, the guy who always got some excuse of why he would have brought his daughter instead of just bringing her. Mighty, mighty priest who never seems to want to bring his daughter unless there's other kids around, which I understand that. My kids get on my nerves. They need a tablet, Man, another kid, right. something. They need a I own the whole bounce house business. I blew a bounce house. They still tell me they bored. Six bounce houses in the yard, they bored. <laughs> then when they do get in, they get in and sit down and be on a tablet. Nah, brother, don't call me, brother. Don't call me, brother. All right, man, let's get down to it, man. So you in the truth now, huh? Right, Officer of 500. Right. Officer of 500, heavy rank. So coming in, man, you got not yet 90 days to shed yourself for the world. What was the hardest thing to shed yourself of? 
Honestly, it was that initially it was, it was that that state of mind because a lot of carnal things wasn't that that hard at first. Like, um, I didn't grow. I mean, I grew up eating pork stuff like that. But then when I hit like ten, my father just because of health reasons stopped stopped eating pork. That stuff. So eating right that that wasn't an issue. Not eating pork, shrimp, no more like that. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't it. Um, I wasn't no big smoker like that, but that was one of the things that you still had to stop because I, I drunk and I had a habit of every time I had something to drink, I needed a square. I needed a cigarette to smoke after, you know, that was my thing, you know, Newport with my drink. Right, right. right. Like, that was a hard thing to stop the Newports. People get high and then want to level up high. Yeah. yeah. I ain't never get that, but yeah, go ahead. It's a lot. Um, I know this is really biggest things for real for real but like i said that it was the train of thought like i had to get out of my own head thinking that what i knew already was truth especially when i haven't fact checked what was already told to me because a lot of people still hold on to what they've been told or regurgitated for the last 20 years you know they didn't never care to oh let me look into this and see if this is actually true i've heard this for x amount of years i've heard this i've regurgitated it but I never checked into it. So, you know, I grew up in that Baptist household. Uh, my father was, he is a Sunday school teacher. He actually went to seminary school, got a bachelor's degree. Yeah, we need to sound like Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. You hear me, Yeah. My uncle, a deacon, my other uncle, a pastor, and Grand Rapids of his own church. So it was just like, I grew up in that indoctrination. You can hear us, can't you, Elijah? Come, come. Yeah, we need one of them sound bites of the little white boy. like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he said, my father's a Sunday school teacher. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah. So what, what's the one thing, man? If you had to name one, you had to shed yourself for the world. And it was that one thing, that one demon that just, you, it was hard shaking that motherfucker. I got a little brother complex. Like, I'm the youngest of older brothers, so... I had an issue with things being fair. Like if I seen them doing something, I I felt like I had to be able to do the same thing, even though they was four or five years older than me. So when coming into the truth, I seen the consistency of that, like that rank and order structure. Um, I seen that consistency in that brotherhood where kind of doesn't it doesn't matter how old you are. It's about really where you at. And how you're how you're working in your department or your, in your in your spiritual growth. So I mean that was one of them heavy things. It's just like I'm seeing men older than me salute men younger than them, you know, with high reverence and vice versa. Right. So yeah. I mean that 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 was powerful to me. It was just like it was no no ill feelings just because his young brother told his older guy to do something and vice versa. It was just like oh no sweat. I'm going to take care of it. Right? I mean, that was heavy for me to see. At any point, Elijah, did you get um, what this brother had issues shedding? He just don't want to tell us what he couldn't shed. <laughs> <laughs> what, <laughs> what, could, what was the hardest thing to shed? Just, um, realistically, I mean, I, it had to really be myself. Anyway, and I, let me explain that. Oh shit! I 
I wasn't a person that always wanted to be around people. Like I, I don't even like people like that. I just, I don't like people. But then when you got people constantly expecting something from you, or you know, asking, and it's just like, well, you know what? I had to get over that. I had to, sh I had to shed that selfishness that I had. I, I looked at myself, and I didn't consider my people before as much as I should have, brother. I say that I shed, I had to shed the selfishness because I, I, I can say I was selfish. Now that's heavy right there, man. I ain't heard nobody say they had to shake. Yeah, in order to be a priest and an officer and a spiritual protector for all your people, man, you definitely cannot be selfish. Damn right. Can't be some selfish, hypocritical bastard. Agree to watch it? Right, like that time you wouldn't let me get that headpiece, man. I ain't forgot that either. I, <laughs> I ain't forgot. Just, just as long as you heard him say he agreed to not be selfish. But yeah, man, or hypocritical, because now that he agreed to it, that'd be hypocritical for him not to give me that uh, headband. But yeah, man, when you um coming into the truth, man, finding the truth, that long, long journey we all had to go through, what hooked and reeled you into this truth? It was the most captivating thing about it that you might have seen on a video, a scripture you might have heard, whatever. What would you say that it was? It was pretty much the Lord's not done away with breakdown, to be honest. Like, and if I had to pinpoint a specific verse, it was literally the definition of sin. Like, when I say the definition of sin, to me, was so heavy because, like, in the Christian church, you grow up just thinking, oh, sin is just anything that God don't like. It's, they, they give it some, like, some vague definition but when it, the scripture clearly defines sin as the transgression of the law, it literally unlocks a lot of the Bible. Because now in your head, it's just like, if sin is the transgression of the law, that means every time I see sin in the Bible, that means they broke the Mosaic law. So now in my head, it's just like, so how the hell is the laws of God done away with if literally sin is the transgression of it? So it was just like, like that component, like, well, damn. They can't be talking, to, speaking the truth because in the New Testament, in what they're preaching, after Christ died, like every excuse they gave, the definition of sin was still given after that, and it's the transgression of the law. So it was just like when I simply asked people that, I, I started seeing them kind of tap dance around the question. They didn't answer it directly. So that would, to me, that asking that question in that lineup kind of exposed Christianity. It exposed like Jehovah Witnesses. It, it, it really exposed everybody who picked up the Bible and said that they used it or they they studied it. it I'm, I'm telling you, man, this ain't got the weirdest outlook to me, man. I'm gonna tell you why, because I can see it in your eyes. You're asking me why. Why did y'all see it? <laughs> <laughs> can you hear me? Oh, All right, yeah, this brother don't give no yeah, this brother got the weirdest outlook because the stuff that stick out to him, I probably wouldn't have paid no attention to, but it's heavy because the brother described it to you to a team, you got to consider it after he described it with so much passion. I'd be like, yeah, you know, um, the laws ain't done the way you wait. Okay, yeah. 
That was a good one to learn, but it didn't hook and reel me in. But if it did that for you, that's fine. You ain't gotta explain it to me. Christianity around you and all that uh uh programming around you, what was it that actually that you heard about the truth that actually made you even open your ear to listen? To be honest, I want to say it was it it was my 
my visual of what I considered at that time early on the brotherhood. You know what I mean? Like when when I seen the brothers going out there at camp, but I guess it was just the visual of camp for real, for real. Because even watching the UPK and all the other fake Israelite groups, it's just like I see them standing up for like what they're what they're preaching. And I didn't see that out of the Christian church. So when I came across the UPK and it was just like, well, damn, like the shit was like a weld oiled machine almost. Like I would ask a question, I would get an answer. I would ask another question, I'd get an even tougher answer. So it was just like, it was a consistency and brotherhood that I saw that was just like, well, damn, I didn't see that in the church. I saw more people leave the church from petty differences than go to council. You know what I mean? Like that, that good, that consistency, that that really closed the deal. All right. So, um, why did you ask this last question? You don't have no more. Um, I, I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to go a little bit more depth on my question that I just asked because what I what I'm asking is like you didn't at this point you don't know anything about the brotherhood. You don't know nothing about a UPK or any other fake camp. Go back no, like Let's just say you just click uh, the YouTube. Spit more than a nigga with a lips. You gotta ask the question. It's just a bunch of people doing whatever. It would be different to you because of Christianity. What was it that actually caught your attention? What was it in the truth that actually caught your attention that made you say, hold on, let me listen to this for a second. Before you knew anything about brotherhood, camps, any of that stuff. Um, honestly, it was, I, I can't, that, I, I'm glad you clarified that out of mind. I want to say it was the reading of the, literally the reading of the scripture. And let me, let me, let me go a little in on that. Like, I got a couple degrees. I got bachelor's and associate degrees, so I'm, I thought I was something in the oppressor's world. And it was verses that I know I've read before time and time again. And then when I'm when I'm hearing y'all brothers read a simple verse and break it down, it's like, damn, I got taught reading comprehension over again. It's just like the comprehension was a lot better. You know what? Let me take, I, I'm going to go even further back. It goes back to the scripture, honestly. It goes back to the scripture. So the way the scripture was being broke down, and it was precept upon precept, and they showed the consistency from the New Testament to the Old Testament. Oh, I could not argue with. I, I literally you know how you argue. keep doing stuff in there. Like I see, I heard the way the scripture was break down. It was precept. You didn't know about precept upon precept. Give us the raw ordeal. Like what was that shit that you seen? Like. Well, why don't you come on the podcast and try to sound amazing? Give us that shit, that shit. Like what you see, like damn, I'm fucking with that right there. That that's that's what I got to be a part of. That's what he asking you. That's what he want to hear. That's why he went more in depth. And that's why I'm harping on the truth because my background was a little bit different. I I started off exploring other Israelite groups. Oh, let me break this brother out. This this, this farm here. Can I can I get a shit? Say shit. shit. Say fuck. 
Fuck. Goddamn. Goddamn. <laughs> bitch. Bitch. Ho. Whore. What drew you into the truth? It was the realness of it was the realness of the dialogue. Like that damn, there you go, bro. I can we wait now. Because it was a lot of it, it was a lot of shit that was sugarcoated. And when you sugarcoat it, you can't get the truth of it. So when the brother finally tells you, no, I, that ain't it. That's that's totally off. And this is why it's just like I couldn't. I couldn't argue with it. And then when I did, they threw more proof at me yeah. with the scripture. That's the, that's the issue. They didn't use their own words. They didn't use words outside of the Bible. They used text and they kept doing it. And it's just like, I couldn't argue. I, I was stuck. And I'm glad we, we got the exercise out of the way. Now you can find it. Now look, your final question. One scripture to get the people. And, and then let us know why you gave that scripture. Um, I'm gonna actually say Psalms one and one. Psalms one and one. What paraphrase? Um, I actually gotta pull it up. Go ahead, pull it up. Ain't nothing yeah, problem. We'll let you read it for the people. Um, if a watcher went over you, I had him do it. But brother, you gotta read it yourself. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. I mean, one more verse. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law doth he meditate day and night. Because, like, that's literally the life that, in my opinion, that's literally the life that we live in. Every day we come across people that would be classified as the counsel of the ungodly, the scornful, the sinners. And we're not even supposed to be interacting with them like that. But every day you see people try to coon and shuck and jive to be like them. And then they, the next verse tells you that the delight is in the law of the Lord. Like, I mean, to me What's that- What's up y'all, it's your girl Daisy, kicking it with ISUPK, home of the truth. I couldn't help but notice your pain. My pain? It runs deep. Share it with me. Goddamn. When I said he brought that shit, and he brought that shit, we gonna let him walk off the stage. He gonna drop the mic and walk off the stage, man. Drop mic. Hey, Shalom. Shalom, y'all. Hold up. I said we need our blessings, man. Shalom, y'all. I understand you can chill here, kick it. You know what I'm saying? Be a part of the conversation in between times, but we do need you to grab the next guest telling they up. If you want to come in and kick it some more and elaborate a little bit more on what you was uh just going in on, then do that. All right. I mean, that wasn't a bad interview once we got the brother to stop uh, the extra shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I heard the Christian say uh, that uh, the laws are done away with. I said, wait a minute. The laws done away with. Well, can you eat people? No, nigga, that ain't what you said. That's what you learned when you got here. That's what you learned when you got here. And that, that, these niggas think they slick. They be trying to seem like they was deep the moment they walked in the door. <laughs> The moment they stepped in this boy, they they had the breakdowns in their heart. And they heart of hearts. But yeah, man. 
I've been in here for an hour, man. I'm trying to go play another game of horseshoes. I need to score this time because I don't think they know I know how to score watch. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they know I'm the champion of everything. Good night. Well, you witness volleyball, so you know. Mashad witness swimming, so he know. Now I got to really show him the skills and my, my horseshoe skills. You know what it was that was messing me up? It wasn't a real pit. It's just high grass. You could barely see the poles. That's what was messing me up, man. I'm a professional. I need my sand in my pit. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, or at least some dirt in a, you know, a pit. You need the pit, man. It just was high grass. You, you can get, get done for playing shoes. You got to keep playing. Yeah, well, yeah, we we at Hedoriella House. So uh, it, they just had, I guess they just bought it. We went and put the uh, things in the ground. They didn't dig nothing. We ain't just digging his yard. Dang, man, you trying to get somebody checked for real. I don't like getting checked, man. People don't come from y'all keep playing horseshoes. It's oh. going to be the ground. Well, it ain't going to come from the day. Not how his, his yard is. He ain't... That's how I know y'all ain't ready for me on those shoes. Oh, brother. You said the same I'm thing in volleyball and got whooped. No, no. I came in. Y'all only, the score was like 12 to 3. Oh, man. I actually can't know all the way back. I actually can't know what. What could I sure say? No cowards, <laughs> no excuses. Uh, I'm talking about my on. greatness right now. Uh, let me go get the next guest. Kai, Kai, Kai. Don't need to be Man, this is a great thing. Like the scriptures say in the Psalms, how pleasant and great it is for brothers to dwell together, man. And that's what we're doing today, man. We, we are dwelling together. Those brothers coming up, they at the brother house, they cooking, they hanging. You know who, me? Man. This is brother. I need this. So like you sir. I need this. Y'all know if you can see <laughs> He's sweet. I need this in my life. I'm going to have to take this with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to push this head down with me. I'm being counseled like I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> like, I hate guns. What guns? <laughs> All right, so long awaited. Your pa is here. Is it something else after your pa? Is it something else after your pot? Your pot's house alone. Your pot's house alone. I seen it on Facebook, but I never knew how to say it. Your pot's house alone. This is the wife of the mighty priest of Dariala, officer of 5,000. We interviewed him earlier, but it ain't on this show. I'm going to have to figure out how to edit the clips together. But, um, yeah, so real quick, the reason why I wanted to get her in here because she holds some golden jewels for women. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she heard some gold. She holds some golden jewels, man. So I, I seen the sister come in. It's not gonna be on video. Yeah, this ain't on. It's just the audio. It's just audio. Hey, so like you said, uh, this probably accidentally ended up in my car. Just <laughs> pulled me to the side. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Why do you even have that out of the house? I found it. Nah, he, yeah, yeah, he did have it out. But um, okay. So first question is. Being introduced to this truth, we know it's very different for between how your um. They can't mm -hmm. Can you put some water in that? So coming in for you and coming in for your husband, because for him, it was more so like a a thing of choice. 
And then for you, you you know, you followed your husband as any wife should. So coming in, what was the hardest thing for you coming into this truth? Like shedding yourself, you know how we shed ourselves in the world coming in? What would you say was the hardest thing for you? Honestly, I really would say not, um... You can hear her, Roger? I can, sis. We can't hear you. Yeah, he'll talk you can't hear me? Just see him you can't hear me? I can hear you now, sis. Okay, so I would say the hardest thing, honestly, would be um really not having an opinion. Just whatever he say, do whatever he say, follow whatever he say. But growing up, like under my granddad and my grandparents, I had already kind of like seen what a wife should do as far as like, you know, their wifely duties and everything like that. Make sure he's straight when he come home, take care of him. But I guess still being raised in America, you was taught to have an opinion or you could say whatever you want to say back or even that you really had the option to get a divorce and leave if you wanted to. So I, I would say that was the hardest. Well, you can hear me. Wow. I know. I was saying that. Uh, I said that was the way I was thinking. I was saying. Well, I feel like that's more typical because I feel like everybody go that go through that. So I didn't really want to touch on that. But as far as I guess in the world. I always believed that um, every man was going to cheat anyway. That was just like I already felt that way anyway. But as far as the multiple wives, I would say the hard part is not so much of you knowing that somebody else is there, but just the interaction. You know, in the world, you didn't have to be around a woman. You didn't know who the woman was. But in the multiple wives, it's like you interacting with the woman now. Lucky, sir. If you're saying something, I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Kind of okay. All right. So I was asking with that multiple wives, she made it seem easier than what it really was. You know what I'm saying? Because since I've been around for a while, so even with me, she's seen like my skills breaks and falls with those whole situations. But I'm looking at them like, how in the fuck is they doing this shit? And it's just they keep it. You know, in the home, my shit's still out. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. 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 in. It's just a lot of counsel. First of all, I was more, I had more respect for myself. Like I didn't want to embarrass myself in the public eye. So whatever I'm going through, I'm not going to let the public know what I'm going through. I'm just going to talk about my issues in private. And that makes sense. I got a, I got a kid and the women out there, they didn't give a shit. Look at me. Get a single pants over on the dance floor and shit break off. Like, oh, <laughs> but a lot of times they get Can you hear me, Live, sir. All right. Can you hear me? I think you got to be in front of it, and it cancels out the sound like around it. So we got to like 
boom. All right, so um, but yeah, man, they kept it clean cut. Mine's had so many goddamn spillovers and cleanups and councils that was just uh, it was just all over the place, man. It didn't been six times with myself doing it, ribs doing it, all types of stuff, man. But they kept it under wraps, man. That's why I always wanted to interview the sister to get the secrets to the code, man. So next time I had a secret and I could be like, yeah, you just got to do this and do that. But yeah, so even with that being said, eventually it got to a point where the school was commending him and y'all threw him like, yeah, them wives, man, you a mighty man, your wives doing this, and they was all being commended. Did it all? Did that make it all feel like worth it, like the fight that you went through, the struggles, and then you get to the point where people are praising you for your works now? You have people looking up to you. So the fact that somebody's looking up to you, it just made you want to strive even more to make it easier for them, regardless of what you're going through. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, my cheat code was yeah, that's your part right there. That's a dark rib. Go hang with her. And then everything you just ask her and she'll lead you lead you to the way. That was me being lazy. I ain't have to do it. It's like a cheat code. <laughs> <laughs> man, the Daryala right there, man. Shalom, sir. Man, so how did it feel once? Um, this for you, sir. The once you started getting commended for the works that your that your ribs was doing, how did that make you feel as a husband at that point? I just had to teach her the scriptures. So really, it's just y'all understanding who she was. I didn't know who she was. Man, and I tell you, this nigga keep everything professional, man. You would never know what's going on, man. I caught him sweating one time, <laughs> and that's because it was hot outside. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was it, sis. That's already one. Okay, no, wait. You hear me, Elijah? Okay. All right, so if it's one thing you want to tell us, oh wait. Do the LGBTQ hate women? I would say that they are not what's your question? Uh, no, I don't feel they hate women, but I feel like they are harder on women. But I had to learn the reason why they are harder on women because we was the ones who followed the white man the most. We was the one that the white man did the most damage on. So we had to be converted back to how we were supposed to be and how we were supposed to act and to be that virtuous woman. Damn right. She's heavier than you, are you? You hear me? Now you can't hear me. You ain't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so if you had to leave a message to all new sisters coming into the school, what would it be? Married or not? Married, well, I'm married, so it's kind of hard. But I would definitely say um, anything you're going through, multiple wives or any type of demons that you're fighting, I would definitely say that you need to get counsel on it. I won't really go to no other sister and talk to no other sister about it. I would just strictly straight to what the Bible says. You should just go to counsel and get counsel on any issue that you have. And the verse. Boom, there you have it, man. Your pa almost called the officer your pa. Sister, your pa, Tazalam. Tazalam. 
All right, so that was it, uh, sis. I appreciate you. I'm not sure. Uh, See if you can send your cap, baby. Um, who is left? Who out there? Lazar Quiet. Uh, okay. Sure. Yep. Zarak yeah. not out there. Huh? Zarak not out there. Zarak had to go to work. Oh no, never mind. Yeah, Zarak he ended up um having to go to work, so he couldn't stay long. I should have uh did it a little sooner, but I was busy whooping heads and horseshoes. Man, I hope we caught most of that audio on here, man. Because a lot of times, I know you was trying to figure out if we was just a space, but we was talking. Everything to Wawa? All right, man. I think Cap is the last one, too. So once we get him, we're going to close out. Uh, I'm going to give it a 30 seconds. I'm going to go check it out real quick. Pretend that he uh old and need help up the stairs. <laughs> Same brother that runs Hebrew Academy and showing us how to attack people and fought five of us off with a stick. <laughs> All right. But yeah. Uh, you can take his place. Uh, oh, it's fine. It's it's, it's an ex it, um we it's a show that's able to be explicit. So if he, it's perfectly fine. The what is this? Yeah, I made sure I clicked explicit. That way we don't get booted for nothing. You already know. Yep, I already got it right here, sir. The mighty mighty. You hear me, Elijah? Okay, sir. All right, so we got the mighty, mighty Captain LeBron. Thank you. Shimmy, I'll shimmy all sharp rocket thoughts, sir. You how about shimmy all sharp rocket thoughts? Second in command over the whole way. And what I, you know what I, Captain Marquard is the nigga. So nobody be mistaken. I'm just a, um, a representative of what, of what his, uh, and what he has done in the Midwest. That's that's my nigga. That's a nigga that spoke to me, you know what I mean, and, and, and the in the spirit that, that that pushed me to where I am today. So I, I acknowledge that I am nothing and that the nigga that is above me is every fucking thing. Salakia for my language. But Kabmaquan is 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 Kabmaquad is the man that is uh responsible for all of every man. Um progression in the, the Midwest. Damn right. And I applaud him. And that is my Lord and that is my master. I'm a prisoner to that man. And if anybody got it, it, it mistaken, I'm setting the record straight today. That's Damn my right. nigga right there, Captain Mark Quad. And without him, I'd be a a a uh, a I I'd be a nigga not not worthy even of having this conversation with you all today. Damn right. All right. Yeah, speaking of 
Oh, Salaki, can you hear me now? Con, 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 so speaking of, sir, um, we know you're a mighty man of the day, and this had to be carefully and perfectly built to, be, uh, to become the man that you are today by all the men above you. But coming into the truth, what was your hardest thing to let go? That When they gave you that 90 days to share yourself for the world, what was the hardest thing for you to share, sir? That's how you are. Well, for me, come, come. The, the hardest thing, for, uh, I thought you were speaking to the brother. Oh, no. So for the hardest thing for me to share was, you know, just believing in black men. You know what I mean? This world had, had uh, destroyed my perception of the men that, that look like me, right? By design, this institution that, that uh, we call American, is designed to make you look at the brother that look just like you, act just like you, um, perceive everything just like you perceive it. it. It's designed to make you look at him like he's less than. So the hardest thing for me to overcome was looking at brothers like you and him, like you're my equal, which is it's so disgusting. You know what I'm saying? It's so disgusting for you to be a black man in America, whether you LeBron James or uh, any other men that's are that have been successful in in so-called America, it's very difficult for them for them men to have achieved the heights that they have, that they have achieved, and then look back on brothers that 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 may not have been so successful. So for me. My most difficult, and I didn't acknowledge it until I had actually um, surpassed it. I surpassed it, and then I was like, damn. I looked back. Uh, for some reason, I looked back, and I was like, damn. When I looked back, and I and I had this perception of the men that, that I had left behind, I realized that that was wicked as hell. Right, so, so the most difficult thing about transforming who I am, right? What well, slock it. That wasn't even who I was. So the, the most difficult aspect of coming into the truth, if I could like kind of, you know, rearrange the question, the most difficult aspect of me coming into where I am right now and being, being a, um, a man that could actually give you something and the brother right here on the screen something, was in realizing that I wasn't shit from the beginning. And that, my, that, that how I looked on men of, of my, of my, of my um, nation and that aspect, right, was disgusting, right? The most difficult part about that transition was really acknowledging who I am. I acknowledge who I, I was or who I, I was at that point in that, in that, in, in, in that uh, perspective. And I said, man, good night, man. You sitting up here with all of this self-righteousness, but at, and in the same time, you, you condemning men that have your same flaws. You condemning men that got your same flaws. When I realized those two things was like, was equal, me, 
condemning men that had my flaws and those flaws that I acknowledged, I began uh, to really change as a person. If you could uh, repeat your question one more time, Salafia. It was my question was. Um... What was the hardest thing to shed yourself of coming into the truth? Loving myself was the hardest thing that I have ever had to to face. Loving me. I hated me. Just like I hate you niggas right here. Just like I hated you niggas, I should say. I hated you motherfuckers, man. I hated y'all, man. All of my, my perceived affliction came from niggas that looked just like me in the hood that was getting more money than me, whatever. My affliction came from you niggas, man. And then when I met Commander Jimmy Hanna, it was like, it was like, it was like, I can't even describe it. It was so profound because part of me had always wanted to be a pillar of knowledge and rest for my brother, so we can be on the same page and conquer, and conquer this thing that we are subjected to to this day, right? So when I met Commander General Hunter and, and he addressed these issues that I'm having right now, I mean, it was so goddamn profound that it caused me to change every aspect of how I viewed myself and how I viewed my brothers. I began to look at you, Awaya, and you, Kazak like flesh of my flesh. For the first time in my life, I looked at y'all like like the, the scripture says, you know what I'm saying? Well, you gotta look at your brother. It's like you see the most high, you gotta see your brother. And that right there was a was a um was a, a changing point in 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 regards to who I am today. You know what I mean? When I began to see Awadia and Kazak as flesh of my flesh. You know what I'm saying? Coming from the same afflictions that I came from and only needing a few words to come up out of that captivity, which were the words of Christ. Salakia, if I was too long. That's perfect, sir. Salakia. So my next question, sir. Um, you can hear me, Awadia? Uh, all right, so the next question is coming, but like I don't want to say coming into the truth, but you know, we all the, the truth basically found us. We stumbled upon it, and it was that one thing, that one scripture, that one video is something that you've seen, heard, or experienced that reeled it, that hooked and reeled you in. What would you say yours was? Talking to me, I am not sent un but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Hmm. Well, because the world has sung us this, this fairy tale that Christ came for everybody. But Christ was adamant about who he came for, who his, who his sacrifice was meant for, who he died for. Christ is adamant about the people who he sacrificed all his life. Christ was adamant about who he sacrificed all of them for. And it wasn't all the nations of the earth. It was all black, Hispanic, and Native Indian people. The, di the deeper you dig, the more you realize that he was only for the you niggas. Which is the reason why white America and all the powers that be want you to believe that Christ came for everybody else. 
except you niggas in the barrios and the, in the reservations and in the goddamn ghetto. But when I read Christ out of his own mouth saying, it is not meat to sacrifice slaughter. It is not meat to, to suck it, Matthew 15 and 24. It is not meat to cast. If you could, priest. This is the precept that changed my life. Don't, 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 no bones about it. When I read this right here, out of Christ's own mouth, that he wasn't about everybody in the goddamn nation, that he was out, he was about a specific people. This is one of the precepts that changed my life. Matthew chapter it's 15. It's not meat to cast the children's bread unto dogs. Matthew 15 and, and 24 or 26. Oh, I got it, sir. You want me to read it, sir? 26. Read that, priest. Matthew chapter 15, verse 24. But he answered and said, I am not sent. But unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Unto the lost sheep of who? The house of Israel. When I realized that Christ knew his mission, that he was not sent, but into a Pacific people, I began to really open my eyes up at that point right there in the precept. Like, who was the people that Christ came for? And the deeper I did, I, I dug, the more it was apparent that Christ came for black, you niggas. You fucking niggas, slacky for my language. Christ came for you niggas. You spicks and you Indians suffering in the barrios, man. Damn On the man. reservations. That's who Christ came for. Keep reading. Verse 25. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Verse 26. But he said, but he answered and said, it is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. And cast it to who? Cast it to dogs. You disgusting bitches. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't good to cast the meat, meaning the good things that the Lord gave for the children of Israel. It ain't good to give it to you goddamn bitches. I'm talking about. Damn right. That's what the Lord said, man. It ain't a good thing that I give this, this good thing to you. You understand me? Damn right. <laughs> Lock it, sir. You can be explicit on this. No, no, no. We got little sisters in the room. Oh, okay. Kai, Kai, sir. <laughs> we finally got him at least a I've been waiting on this moment. I'm trying to take every question I can answer just to make it even, even more. Right. But so, coming, coming also, man, you, um, and it's true you instantly, like almost immediately, was hit with a heavy task from commanding from most high Christ manager and your hunt and every other man above you was hit with a a, a a hell of a task. They told you to take over Detroit. And with that, with that order, you took off. I mean, when they gave you that order, what was going through your mind? Like just just paint that picture, that paint it like torture for us so we can fully understand what was in your mind receiving that order. Well, for me, for me it was, um, I, I, I want to say some, some, I want to say some arrogant shit, but, but you know, I, I, uh, I, I acknowledge that I ain't nothing, right? 
that I'm just a vessel used to uh, disseminate the, uh, the the scripture to you. Watch it. Where where you? Where's your zone? Uh, Jackson. That's far away from where I'm in Detroit. So the Lord used me to wake you up way in Jackson, Michigan. But before in my in, in my in, in my let me just say this right here. All right. For for every man in this right school of UPK that acknowledges commanding General Johanna's sacrifice, right? For every man in here that, that acknowledged what he had sacrificed in order to bring us to this point, I, I big ups them, give him praise. And, and, and in terms of like my individual effort, I don't even care to speak on that shit because it's nothing. Because at the same time, I can, I can tell you how great I think I was. To be honest with you, I can tell you some things that is, in, 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 is, is disgusting. You feel me? So it ain't a man among us who have sinned or who have not, who is without sin, according to the scripture. So if you asking me about who I, who, how great I was, I gotta tell you that I had shit up. I'm a disgusting motherfucker, and I, I say that without um, without a, without any apology. Captain LeBon is a sick, disgusting, uh, de decrepit motherfucker. Don't ever put your your trust and your love and your faith in this nigga right here. Everything that I've tried to give you all was associated with how great Christ was. So don't ever fucking say Captain LeBond, nigga. I ain't nothing. You understand me? I'm a piece of shit on the side of the road waiting to dry up in the sun. That's me. You understand? So you ask me that question right there, I'm complex. But at the same time, I got to acknowledge, nigga, I ain't nothing. Especially in, in, in this truth. I'm a piece of shit. You always see me Lebon as a piece of shit, but the things that I tell you is, are are from Christ in the most high. Regard those things as the fucking gospel. The things that come out of my mouth, they are the fucking gospel. And if you if you go against those things, you are the piece of shit. Now, as I've said, Lebon is a piece of shit on the side of the road, but the things that come out of his mouth are what? Orchestrated by the Lord and by Christ. And you are to obey those things without um, um, uh, any uh, hesitation. Well, come on, my mouth, do that shit, period. But if you want to ask me how great I am, nigga, I'm a piece of shit on the side of the road waiting to dry up in the sun. Salaki. Um... Okay, uh, you had any uh, any other ones? Kind kind of kind of, if I may, sir. Bible Kashaf, if I may, sir. Mm -hmm. Um, what what uh what were you actually into before you, as far as like religion wise? Where were you actually into before you came into the school?
hated myself. I hated everybody to look like me. And I love my oppressor, just as everybody else did. I wasn't I love everything about white folks. And I hated everything about black folks, Hispanics, and Native Indian people. All I wanted and desired was white girls. Just like every other black man in, in this hell. I knew this was going to be some heavy shit. <laughs> I can't tell him, like, bring me cap. It's me on the grill. I'm like, well, I need cap. So, look, sir, <laughs> with the closing, just your last final question, sir. And um, just if you can, break this shit down like never before. If you was to give, you just had to leave a message for, for all the listeners and those who might just stumble upon this and had never heard this truth before. You, you have to hit them with one scripture for them to hear it, understand it, and make that motherfucker cap- captivate the shit out of everybody that hear it. What would it be? Deuteronomy 7 and 6. Grab it, Elijah. Uh, he said Deuteronomy 7 and 6. We finna let him close out with a hell of a breakdown. And I'm gonna leave this as my gift to y'all. I told y'all I was gonna get them one of these days and I got them. You finna get the authentic version of Detroit, of Commander General Yohanna. You know what I'm saying? Everybody above and everybody under the rank. This is the this is the one body. You asked for one scripture. That's one, sir. No, you didn't ask for a litany of scripture because I could went somewhere else that had a scripture that backed up that scripture before, etc. <laughs> Give me Deuteronomy 76. Count, count, I got it, sir. <clears throat> Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God has chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people. Hold on, stop right there. He said what? Above all people. No, 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 we we equal to. Above all people. No, no, hold on, stop right there. We on the same part with everybody else. Above all people. Go ahead. That are upon the face of the earth. That is the one scripture that changed my life right there. I know it's milk for y'all, but that scripture right there says that the Lord has a chosen people. Despite everybody else saying that the Lord is equal, he is saying right here in this precept, you are above everybody else. That is the scripture that changed my whole entire life. That scripture changed my whole life. Above all people that are upon the planet Earth. And with that, we're going to close out, man. We're going to say shalom. Y'all about shimmy y'all shot to the Akiyah. We're going to say shalom. Y'all about shimmy y'all shot to the Akiyah. Shalom. Y'all about shimmy y'all shot to the Akiyah. Couldn't help but notice your pain. My pain? It runs deep. Share it with me.